Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where for over 2,500 minutes of time, I have shared my real, transparent dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. Since May of 2021, I've been working hard to create a community of happy single people, mostly over 40 and mostly divorced. Over the course of 62 published episodes, plus 14 bonus episodes available only on Apple Podcasts, uh, I've been able to reach people in 96 countries worldwide and 1,727 cities something I'm really proud about. It's not just a stat to me. There's real people with real feelings, real stories of their own, all raw, all at a different stage in this journey of being a single person. Of course, not all of my listeners or followers are single people. Nope. Some people listen just because they're my friends. They know me in my real life and are maybe interested in what I'm up to. Maybe some people just find uh, it's kind of fun to live vicariously through a single woman and her friend's stories. Others maybe are on the brink of a divorce. Maybe that's the most difficult time of all. I think people seek out resources, information to feel related to, to maybe get a glimpse of what's ahead for them to know that they're not alone. That's been a big goal of mine as well, just to be relatable, just normal old Stacy from the middle of the country, Kansas City, Missouri, just keeping it real. Like a lot of us in midlife, I spend a tremendous amount of time overanalyzing. <laughs> it's like one of my greatest gifts that God gave me, truly. I spend a lot of time in my own head. I really think through, process, talk through, write about, photograph, (laughs) blog, dare I say, and podcast about things that are on my mind. I'm very contemplative. And recently, I'd say over the past six months or so, I've really decided, this is the theme of this podcast episode, that I don't want my single status to define me. I'm way more than just a single mom who's turning 45 in a few days. Yeah, I am. And going forward, I don't want to be just thought of as my like relationship status. You guys, it's on my Instagram page. It's the theme of this podcast. It's on my website. It's what I'm known for, dare I say, is that I'm single. That's just one tiny little facet of me. So in this podcast episode, I kind of want to share my own journey on how I got here more importantly, what I'm looking forward to in the next year. So cheers to the new year. Let's all start building our legacy over here. It is so laughable how I came to this place as like man shopping with Stacy. 
It's crazy. I mean, it all started during the pandemic when I was, you know, trying to date online when I couldn't even physically be present with a man. So funny. I mean, from those funny, um, like, FaceTime dates spawned a book idea, which I've had several friends help, like, contribute, edit, read, all of these chapters... And, you know, it was from my idea of how to market this book of mine that isn't even finished still that the podcast came about. And I only named the podcast Man Shopping with Stacy because I want my book to be called Man Shopping because that's what it is. It's stories about Bumble dates, people I met online, that this little podcast of mine... It sure did take on a life of its own. Very little of the content really has to do with meeting men online, going on dates, building relationships. No, I'd say most of the content is more about just humanity, the connections that we all have, different ways that we can keep ourselves optimistic and happy and find some joy in this time in our lives. Looking forward to exciting futures that are completely unknown, unplanned, unchartered territories. Yeah, that's been my purpose. It's really been a way to connect and in my small little way, contribute to society. But really, just to help one person at a time. I always say I'm not an expert in anything. I'm not here to give advice. I just share my shit and like throw out my ideas and opinions for what they're worth. But wow, have I received some great advice, some heartfelt messages, some inspiring stories, and also some opportunities to impact others. And this podcast, when you talk about leaving a legacy or what is it that you want to be known for, I hope that I'm known for, one, being brave enough to be myself and to put myself out there without much regard of like what people will think and to not care a whole lot of the negativity that could come from sharing so much of myself on this podcast and in interviews and online and to just be real in the hopes that it helps others feel understood. And I would say I've been pretty successful at that. So aside from download numbers and followers and stats, by far, I am most proud of the impact that I've been able to have on others just by sharing my voice. And I would encourage all of you in whatever capacity you have to do the same. It really is life-changing, not just for others, but for you as an individual too, as it has been for me. Throughout my podcasting journey, I've been privileged to be interviewed by several other podcasters, a couple of radio stations, including iHeart Radio Canada, and I've been in some print media as well. And, you know, I I love that these were all interviews for totally different types of shows. And the topics were quite different that I talked about with different people. And one of them in particular 
it was so early on and it remains um, probably one of the proudest parts of my legacy, if you will. And it was the most difficult interview and podcast episode as of yet that I've ever recorded. And it was with Peter Maestri on divorce the first six months. It was also my first experience with backlash. And it was something that I knew would happen. I was prepared for negative um, attention coming from the topics that I talk about because they're difficult topics. And there are always people who live more about the image that they want to portray than the truth. And I am a truth teller. And so whenever I was on divorce the first six months and told my very um, unfiltered stories uh, regarding my second divorce and the implications and impact and trauma and um, just emotional you know, distressing things. Um, I, you know, it was the first time I ever had anyone threaten a lawyer (laughs) or, or email the person that interviewed me and make threats against them, um, and spread lies and untruths. Um, that's character building that, um, shook me for about 30 seconds. And then I remembered that, you know, slander and libel are, aren't an issue if what you're saying is true. Not only were my stories honest, but they also had zero impact on the lives of others other than reputation and image. And um, anyway, I guess I bring that up because, you know, it's risky. It's risky getting behind a microphone and sharing intimate details of your life because it does impact others. The only other negative feedback I've received was from my own podcast. I told a story uh, from a friend's perspective and uh, she sat me down, the the friend whose story I told, um, she sat me down a few weeks later and, and told me that she was upset that I had revealed a little bit too much, that she felt like she was identifiable by the things that I spoke about. And uh, that shook me. I mean... Um, my intent on the podcast has never been to hurt anyone. Quite the opposite, obviously. I mean, my whole mission is to help others. Um, and so that was hard and also character building. I guess while I'm talking about negativity, I could also talk about how social media has played into all of this. Um I mean, I purposely hashtag things on Instagram, trying to grow my account um, just to build a more successful platform to maybe kind of set myself up for hopefully decent book sales one day, things like that. Um, With that comes a lot of bullshit. Uh, My Instagram account has been, you know, duplicated and a gazillion fake profiles with my images on them have been created, a lot of fake um, Facebook accounts and online dating profiles have been brought to my attention over the past year and a half. And one of the things that bothered me the most, and it happened repeatedly during the summer and fall months of this year, I had a lot of people who I did not know reach out to me on my DMs um, asking if it was really me who was selling concert tickets on Facebook. 
<sighs> it sounds kind of stupid and almost funny, but it's so not because I started feeling responsible um, for people who were getting duped online, whether it was romantically on um, on a dating app or through people actually spending money for concert tickets that didn't exist. I, you know, you can't help but feel a little bit of responsibility when you put yourself out there so publicly. My photos are all like Google and, you know, my name or my face pop up all over the place and I'm public and that's all very intentional. So, you know, that's, I knew what I was getting into, um, but it sucks. It sucks that it gets used in that way. So that's been another little learning experience for me as well. And, you know, we all have decisions in life to make, right? Like I just said, that was um, incredibly intentional on my part to be public and to be accessible. And then it just kind of, you know, bit me in the ass a few times, um, multiple hundreds of times. (laughs) And so here it is the holiday season. And I don't even know what got into me, but just a few days ago, I like snoozed my Instagram. I mean... I never really wanted to be one of those people that's like, I'm taking a break from social media. I'll be back. But that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm like, I just, I need, I can't do this. Like for anyone, I don't care if you're public or private, like we could talk about this all day long. Um, Social media is a time suck for me. And I want to get some of my time back. So going forward, I am not going to focus one iota on growing my social media at all. No more hashtags, no more reels. I've never gone live on my own accord, so I don't do that. But, you know, just putting out there what I want to put out there. I've always been transparent on social media ever since it existed. I have... um, regularly posted and thoughtfully typed out messages here and there. Uh, So this part is not new to me. But um, whenever you hashtag stuff and purposely try to grow your account, it gets hairy and I'm just fucking tired of it, honestly. So that's something else I'm doing for the new year. I'm cutting back on social media. Anyone else relate? I'm going to guess so. The other thing I did was I changed my profile picture from my podcast cover art to just a regular picture. Uh, Sounds kind of stupid, but when you're out there trying to brand stuff, um, it matters. And it's just another way for me to remind myself that I'm... I'm not just man shopping with Stacy. Like, I'm just a normal, normal woman over here with a normal fucking picture as her Instagram, you know? And I took down the man shopping podcast. It's not over. I mean, that's what's cool about this deal. Like, I've said it before and it does make me a little sentimental. I mean, this, these stories I've told and um, shared with all of you and the this little you know, like snippet of my life overall will remain. It's always going to be here. And I don't know what it will be in the future. I think, um, I guess my hope is that eventually I use this podcast to share um, parts of my book with all of you. I just have to have time to write it. That's been a big 
motivational uh, deciphering factor here is, you know, I did have a goal. I did. Once upon a time, it was to publish a book. And um, again, like the podcast just took over and man, am I glad it did. This podcast has been life-changing for me. Um, Not for notoriety, um, not because I'm known as man shopping with Stacy, but because of the connections I've made, the healing that I've gone through, um, is, I don't care if that sounds corny. I have. It's been it's been incredibly therapeutic for me. This podcast has, and um, hopefully for others too. And I don't have one little bit of regret, um, other than you know, like I said, unintentionally, like. Um, having my image replicated. Other than that, I I just really don't have don't have a lot of regrets. I'm happy for what I've done here. But getting back to this topic of, you know, what's your legacy? What do you want to be known for? I mean, spend some time focusing on that maybe. Not like goals, but like what what is it that defines you? Who how do you want to be seen by others? Um, you know, I think about this sometimes when I see like stickers on people's cars or personalized license plates or handles, you know, on social media. And it's like, IT guy, you know, mom of four, um, you know, things like that. It's like, hmm, it's interesting to see what people want to be known as. Like, is it a hobby? Is it um, a talent? Is it like Larry's wife? one, two, three. I mean, like what, how do you see yourself, you know? And what do you really want to be known for? Um, It's funny. I talk about my social media and the connections that I've made there. And so much of my feed, you know, the people that I follow and choose to, to see images and read things about are from this world of divorce and dating. So my feed, granted, I'm also very into food, lifestyle stuff, parenting stuff, uh, travel stuff. But a lot of my like Instagram feed are life coaches and dating coaches and divorce coaches and divorce attorneys. And I love, I I love all of that because I get to um, refer other people to, to those sources. I, I can't even tell you how many times I have said, oh, you should follow my friend Lisa, or I think that this matchmaker is the best or, you know, whatever. And that's all been really cool and helpful. But going forward, like, I think I might switch up my feet a little. (laughs) Like, I'm kind of burnt out on all the divorce and dating stuff. And just, I just want to get back to like being me and the things that I care about, you know, not that I don't care about that stuff, but it doesn't um, inspire me. It's really just meant as like a resource for me to be able to help other people. And that's okay. But um, going forward, I, I just want to focus more on other interests. Another interesting facet of social media when you have a public profile and have been able to meet, you know, matchmakers and influencers and this and that um, are, are interesting opportunities. And I know I'm not alone here. There are legit casting agents everywhere and they live on Instagram And when they see an account like mine that is wide open 
um, they can tell that I'm someone who would not shy away from reality television. It's kind of funny. Um, I've been hit up initially because my friend Tonya turned a show down or an opportunity to like interview for a show. She turned it down. And so the casting agent reached out to me. The show ended up being on HBO. It's called My Mom, Your Dad. Um, it was I, it was actually a super cute, like endearing, like very, um, very innocent little show that I enjoyed watching. Um, the caveat was Lainey had to be 18 years old in order for us to do the show together. So that one never happened. Um, my brother is like, what in the hell are you thinking? Even entertaining this reality show stuff. And I'm like, YOLO, why not? Um, I don't care if you think I'm crazy. Like, eh, what a neat opportunity. Like, I put myself out there anyway. I trust myself to portray... Um, portray myself very honestly, not really scared of um, angles and things that producers I know do on those shows. Doesn't really faze me. Uh, Maybe I'm being naive, uh, probably, but I also just kind of trust myself. Well, not kind of. I very much so trust myself to be true to myself and to not embarrass myself. Um, I interviewed pretty far into... um, a show that's aired right now. And I totally understand why they did not select me for back in the groove. Mm, Yeah. I definitely could not hang with those women. (laughs) I am not at all um, aggressive enough. Not at all. But uh, I have to say, like, it's been... A really kind of fun, interesting little experience um, to interview with, yeah, the Hollywood types. It's pretty funny. Uh, in the middle of one of these like Zoom interviews for a show, I <laughs> naively said, God, I would just really love to be on a cooking show. Like I'm really... <laughs> really love to cook and bake. Like that's, that's my daughter and I's thing. Like that's, that's what we do. And the casting director was like, um, yeah, you should not say that. Like, I'm going to have to cut that out. Like all they wanted me for was, um, my singleness. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. One trick pony, just a single woman. That's it. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, I guess I'm sharing all this because it's all of these experiences that have led me to just kind of wanting to take a step back and focus on other things in my life that matter to me. You know, more time to just spend with my daughter, you know, as she is going to be leaving for Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi this August few months left with her full-time under my roof. I, um, since I snoozed my Instagram, I have been reading books. Wow. I used to read a lot, but I really have not had the capacity to um, focus on actual reading other than audiobooks for a long time. So that's been a nice little shift when I get in bed instead of scrolling through Instagram or answering messages or feeling like I need to comment on everyone else's Instagram posts. Just shut my phone down and read. 
Something else I've been doing over my Christmas break is travel planning. Holy shit, I've never been to Europe. Taking Lainey over spring break this year, and it has been a little bit overwhelming planning this trip. We're hopping around three different countries, trying to figure out the modes of transportation, trains, planes, automobiles, all of that. So I have... um, been planning a way for that trip. Travel has been at the forefront of my life and my relationship with Lainey over the past few years. And um, I'm so grateful for it. It has bonded us. (laughs) It has made us closer. It has brought endless excitement and entertainment and um, adventures our way. And it's something that I really want to focus on in the future. An ongoing theme of my podcast and social media is 100% choosing happiness, choosing optimism, choosing joy. I've created little habits for myself, little daily um, rituals, indulgences, um, things that make me happy. If it's a, a little nap to help me to recharge, I grant myself the grace to take that nap. If it is, you know, going to brunch with a girlfriend I haven't seen in a long time, yes, sign me up. That sounds like a good idea. So I would just challenge you in this year to come, like really be thoughtful in your daily practices in how you choose to spend your time. And it all culminates into creating the life that you really want for yourself. Now I've quoted uh, just a woman that I just love, um, Shauna Nequist, multiple times on this podcast, but I'm going to read just a little excerpt from her book, Saver. It says, um, on choosing joy. This is the page that it's from. She says, I believe in a life of celebration. I believe that the world we wake up to every day is filled to the brim with deep, aching love and also with hatred and sadness. And I know which one of those I want to win in the end. I know that death knocks at our doors and comes far too early for far too many of us. But when he comes for me, I want to be full tilt, wide open, caught in the very act of life. It's rebellious in a way to choose joy, to dance, to love your life. It's much easier and much more common to be miserable. We could just live our normal day-to-day lives, saving all the good living up for some day, but I think it's our job to live each day like it's a special occasion because we have been given a gift. We get to live in this beautiful world. It's just part of it, but dude, like... How inspiring are her words? I wish I wrote like her, sounded like her. Super inspiring, and it's very much so the theme of this podcast episode. We all have choices. We all have choices in how we portray ourselves, how we stay true to ourselves, how we live our lives. So what does your legacy look like? What are you creating over there? I sure am pretty proud of my little legacy that may be just beginning with Man Shopping with Stacy, trying to help others in what little ways that I can through my DMs, 
through my podcast, social media, however it pans out. But this year, this year ahead, I'm going to focus way more intention on the in-person meetings. (laughs) I want to be more present, as cliche as that sounds. I want to be face-to-face. I'd like to be hand-in-hand. I still would like love to enter my world in a real way. And quite frankly, it might be a little bit easier for that to happen without man shopping with Stacy plastered all over my online accounts. <laughs> not ashamed, not embarrassed, super proud, but it doesn't define me, my single status. It's just one little piece of who I am. Don't let it define you either. Don't let it hold you back. Don't let it change the legacy you want to live. So my final, I hate to say final, those are my parting words for now. My guess is I'll be back. But until then, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and being part of my little legacy and impact on my little piece of the world. Cheers to the new year. I hope that you choose joy. <laughs>